Hello and welcome to A Good Place to Start. My name is Zach Robb. I am joined by my good friend Shane and his wife Katie is with us. How is life going, everybody? Life is good. I'm currently feeding River a bottle. So if you hear a bunch of baby noises and maybe a burp or two, that's what's going on. <laughs> awesome. How are you doing, Shane? Oh, just splendid. Honestly, no, we are doing really good. It's been a really good week. I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, as everyone knows, this world is just beyond chaotic and just things are just absolutely happening in rapid time from, you know, domestic conflicts to international conflicts to, you know, just turmoil within fractions of society. The whole world's gone nuts and... Despite all the challenges and atrocities and devastating things that are happening in the world, um, we still want to focus on opportunities that, you know, people who are just trying to find their footing can still still find multiple opportunities to, you know, uh, better themselves, improve their family's quality of life and stuff along that line. So even though, like I said, the world is just, in a real particular spot, it's very interesting to watch this all unfold. There's still a lot of great things that you can partake in to better your future. And so today's episode is really uh, we're going to be talking about a, a plethora of options, whether it's, you know, housing market, um, buying stuff on offer up, farmers markets. We're just going to give a bunch of alternative solutions um, and side hustles and stuff along that line and give you examples of things we're currently engaged in to uh, provide perspective and insight into, you know, the abundance that the world has to offer for people just starting out creating businesses and uh, people who are just trying to find, you know, their way through life. Because as as much as there is going on, there's still many windows of opportunities that people can still definitely take advantage of and better themselves through all of this. So, Zach, what do you think, um, you know, uh, people can – what are some opportunities that still exist in today with all that is happening with the Russia-Ukraine, the housing market, student loan crisis? Um, you know, what are some things that you think – that people can do to just kind of, you know, avoid all that and still persist with their dreams? Um, I think um, a good place to start for most people is to um, always be, if you are um, out of the job market or still working on stuff, um, I know the number one skill um, that you want to work on is sales. That's that's probably what I would recommend if you're looking in the job market. Um, but uh, starting a business is always always a good idea too, especially during coronavirus and the world we live in now with World War Three popping off uh, with Ukraine and all that. Yeah, I mean, so, and. There's a lot of low-maintenance, easy side hustles and way to start businesses. Um, you know, for, like, no money out of pocket, it's insane. Like, you, they actually have a free section on Craigslist where you can get stuff for free and just flip it. Um, so uh, starting your own business doesn't necessarily mean that you have to open 
an entire storefront and build everything from scratch. There's so many people, like Shane said, going on Opera or Craigslist or wherever and buying furniture for extremely cheap or getting it for free. And people will redo it, repaint it, and sell it for a couple hundred dollars. Something we did a couple months ago, and I remember we was telling Zach about it, is we got gifted a 75-inch TV from a family member. Okay, well, that was cool. It really, we already have TVs in our house, so after we got tired of looking at it, we just turned around and flipped it. Now, you know, let's put it on offer up, and within two days, it was sold. And we had, what was it, 400 bucks, 500 bucks in our mm-hmm. pocket, um, you know, for just nothing, really, you know, and it was all pure profit, so... I would encourage people who have no money, um, and if you don't know this guy, I'm sure you guys all do if you listen to this, is Gary V. He talks about the flip all the time, and there's a multitude of ways to do it. You can do it on Amazon. You know, I've seen people, uh, the way, you know, me and Zach are trying to do it is we find manufacturers on Alibaba from China, have them send the product, and then we, you know, from there put it online and sell it. Um, Another way to do it is people go to Walmart, TJ Maxx, you know, Ross, where prices are way less, and then they'll buy a certain product, buy it all out, put it on Amazon, and flip it that way. Um, You know, you can do it going to a garage sale, buying a box of books for 25 cents, you know, maybe 50 cents, and selling each book for a dollar a piece. Um, You know, like one thing we're doing is a YouTube channel, Uh, not like where we're promoting, you know, ourselves and our content and all that, but uh, Katie, we find uh, rain reports. Yeah, relaxing sounds that are free online. We download the MP3 transfer it to a file, upload it on YouTube, people listen to it, we get paid. You know, that's one way. Katie gets paid for her content on Instagram, doing what she loves, just making videos. There are many ways to make money online, and you don't have to have any money to start. I definitely know that a lot of people have absolutely no money to even invest in something to to start selling products, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there are people who can't even buy a, a $50 piece of furniture to, to buy the material to flip it. Yeah. So another avenue you could go is, like Shane said, through YouTube. You can get paid per views. I mean, this is something you have to dedicate time to, but if you're willing to invest a little time, that can definitely transfer into money yeah the longest part about maybe things online is setting them up once you get it set up it's pretty much automated like katie had to make the page figure out how to record the sound bites you know how long the videos were transfer it and then just upload it but once she did it a time or two then after that it becomes instantaneous you know you only spend a couple minutes as opposed to that first time starting up where it's a couple hours because you don't know what you're doing right and it's so important just to to really take the time to research what you want to do and focus on that one thing for a while. You don't have to dip your hands into everything we're going to talk about today. Just pick up on one or two things. That resonate with you and say, hey, I want to maybe try this and go for it. It doesn't have to make a million dollars. If it does, great. But the important thing is you're constantly learning and improving your skills. Um, 
Zach, what are you involved in that you think people could kind of mimic and say, hey, you know what, you can make a couple dollars doing this too? Um, yeah, I think a good example um, for, that I was thinking of as we were jumping into the topic was like when the shutdowns were first going on when coronavirus um, came to the United States, essentially. Um, I know one thing that we started doing was um, offering delivery services for, because we weren't doing that before um, before coronavirus. So with the, with the Insight shopping app, um, you would just look up, you know, different services and products that are in your local area, but we were not, you know, sending a driver out to go get it. Um, so one thing that we, that's what we started doing because um, that, problem created where that solution now had higher value than it did before the coronavirus shutdown. So, so we, we started making money through deliveries. So, so I feel like anytime there's, there's um, problems going on in the world, um, there's actually the other side where um, that means that you can, you can find creative solutions, kind of like what uh, Shane and Katie were talking about where um, you know, everything is based on solutions. So, but, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I was thinking about. Everyone a little of what you do. Can you dive into exactly what Insight is? So Insight is a shopping center, um, for local products and services. So it uses your GPS location and, um, you're able to shop local stores that are around you. So it takes all the physical stores that are in your area and brings them to your phone. So it makes life easier when you're doing your shopping, which uh, turned out to be a good thing during a coronavirus world. So, um, and I know a lot of tech startups and people that I work with were actually shutting down. And, um, and so we had that temptation to shut down as well. Um, but obviously, I, we went the other way where we we started getting more productive. So I think that's another that's another part of it where even just as us as individuals, you want to stay productive and continually learning and gaining your skills. Uh, and you want to keep your momentum so that when opportunities do come up, you're you're ready for it, and it's not surprising to you. So I think that's another part of it where you have to keep your eyes open for for opportunities. Yeah, and you have to definitely be open to changing time change. Yeah, one thing me and Katie say is as the facts change, our minds change, you know, and I'm guilty of it. I think everyone's guilty of it is wishing things were this way and then lying to yourself and believing that bullshit that it's true. But I always say it is what it is. Yeah, Katie always tells me you got to live your truth. Live in your truth. And so if things change and they're not what you want them to be, that's okay. Accept them for how they are. Adjust fire. Um, be flexible and adaptable. And as long as you don't compromise your principles, you know, move forward. Yeah, and I think um, with hard times, um, there's more problems meaning that there's more solutions that you can 
come up with. Um, so another creative way of looking at it is it's actually more opportunities during hard times um, yeah. from, a, from a business standpoint. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true because there's more services and opportunities for you to remedy those things, you know, and that's how you become wealthy is you provide service to many. And yeah. Obviously, there's there's always going to be money circulating. Like there, if you look at it from a manifestation kind of woo woo viewpoint, money is never ending, and money is always going to be found in the pockets of other people. I mean, you cannot you cannot go through life thinking there is not enough to go around because clearly, yeah. Like, we have just an immense amount. Yeah, the money's already fucking out there because, I mean, like, I was talking to Katie, and we were talking about, like, collapsing of currencies and stuff like that. But I told her, I said, I'm really not too worried about the dollar collapsing. You know, economists are always freaking out. It's worth nothing. It's not backed by gold. But, you know, when I th- and they are right. But one thing I think of is people like Warren Buffett, who have $210 billion of cash just floating around for investments. <laughs> Apple has a couple hundred millions of dollars just floating around, you know, for investments. You know, Fang, like Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, Alphabet. These companies have hundreds of billions of dollars just chilling in accounts waiting to be deployed. You know, so the money's already fucking out. You don't have to worry about, oh, there's not enough. No, it's out there. What you need to understand is it's an energy. And as where your energy is, you know, it's going to go and it's going to flow. And really, money is a form of energy. Money is a a form of just an agreement because it's digital now. Um, It it comes out of thin air. Yeah. They print it off when it's needed. Yeah. They just create ledgers on a screen, you know. Bitcoin and so many... um, New ways of having money. Yeah, so don't have don't have a scarcity mindset like, oh, the money's not out there. The money already exists, you know. In America, our economy is a couple trillion bucks, you know, and that's not counting, you know, the money outside of the American economy, which no one could really seem to quantify. You're talking trillions of dollars, hundreds of trillions, maybe. You know, so the money's out there, people. You just got to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. First things first is develop the mindset that you are able to have money. Because if you always feel like you're going to be broke and nothing's going in your favor. You've already lost. You've already lost. Yeah. But clearly you're here. It's a good place to start. And we know that you are more than capable of having however much money you desire as long as you work for it. And manifesting is more than just, you know, thinking that you can have a lot of money. You have to have the action that follows through with it. So yeah. any of these business ideas, and, you know, start taking small actions. And yeah, they, they build up over time. Yeah. But yeah. Another pro- well, go ahead, Zach. Yeah, another another way to make money if you don't have anything to start is definitely services because you you can sell services before you before you're doing any work, which is awesome. So especially in today's world where you can put up ads, I'll wash your car, um, car detailing, uh, yard work, painting. You can sell a job and then using the money that you got, you can buy the stuff you need and then do the job. 
So I've I've done that several times. So you can also be thinking of skills that you have that you can monetize if you're just getting started as well. Even if you're really good at ideas and strategies, you can sell those. You know, you, the concept of being a life coach, that's not regulated. You can you can create your own courses and create your own strategies and sell those. That requires nothing, you know? Yeah. So I want to talk about problems now that are facing people, especially our age. Like I know one thing that I'm seeing on social media and interacting with my friends and talking to people um, that are around our age group, say 28 to say 40, within that range, say even 25 to 40 is one thing right now. A big thing is inflation and all that, but really is the housing market, especially where Zach is at. What is your housing market like over in California? Um, I know it is through the roof, so I know um, it's like really high market at the moment. But like, I want to talk about that specifically because a lot of my friends are in California because that's where I went to high school and all that stuff. And the housing market is nuts and it's insane back here. I mean, you know, Indiana is a relatively cheap place to live and the growth we're seeing and as far as the equity and stuff is insane. So California has just got to be, you know, way more fast paced and way more higher dollar valuations but there, yeah and you know a lot of people don't have that 20 25 percent down payment plus pmi insurance so i want to just real briefly talk on things that you can do legally uh to not have to come up with 20 25 percent down payments when you buy properties because you know americans i will say this your house is not an asset okay let's you know um it's a liability that a lot of middle-class people think is an asset. You know what's an asset really is freedom. So you don't want to get bogged down with a a 30-year mortgage payment. I mean, you can, and if that makes sense for you, go for it. Um, If you have a family like I do, yeah, you have to buy a house. We did. But I want to say that there are programs such as an FHA loan where instead of 20 25% down, you only need 3%. Right, so on a hundred thousand dollars, instead of twenty to twenty-five grand, you only need three thousand dollars. And once again, that's called an FHA loan. Another type of loan um, with no money down, as long as you have good credit, decent credit. I think it's above a six twenty or a five eighty. Is a USDA loan, and they will finance up to a hundred and ten percent a year long. Um, so for people who are looking into trying to buy a house, you got kids, you got wife, you're like, fuck, California is so damn expensive. You know, 94% of Americans don't have, I think it was $3,000 saved for an emergency. So I'm not assuming that you don't have $3,000 for an emergency, but if you are having trouble, you know, if your house you're looking at is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, that's half a million dollars in California, you know, there's no way you have, you know, $100,000 down. So Mm -hmm. a way of that I would suggest would be a USDA loan or an FHA loan. Um, another real problem I would say, well, Zach, do you have anything to say on that? What do you think? Um, yeah, I know here in California, it's definitely um, the barrier to entry is higher is higher, I, I think, than it would be where you guys are at as far as 
getting into a house, especially like a house that you guys have, the equivalent house here in California um, is is almost unreachable, I'd, I'd say, for most like average income earners. So, so I think right. – um, but there are definitely ways. Um, it's not like it's impossible to, to get there. Well, for reference, when we lived in California two years ago, for our 800-square-foot apartment, it was 2200 a month. Um, and thinking about how much the price of rent is now in comparison to paying a mortgage payment, it's... It makes more sense makes to own your home more, in California. Right. And, yeah. I mean, even... The price of rent everywhere is really increasing. I mean, even here, I feel like it's absurd to rent an apartment. Um, there are just there are some things that you have to look at financially to see. Okay, well, in the long run, is it going to benefit me? And buying a house nowadays, I feel, is way more worth it, even though it's not necessarily an asset. Like, in the long run, I feel like it sets you up for way more success just because your payment's going to be so much long, so much shorter long-term if you can figure out a way to attain it. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, when I mean it's not an asset, I mean it is going to go on your credit report as debt. And so the more debt you have at that 30-year thing, you're not. if you want to get into real estate, for example, or if you want to buy a car after you buy a home, when they see, you know, how much money you have in debt and you're only making, you know, say 15 an hour, for example, you limit yourself. So what I would suggest is before you buy your home, well, before you buy your second car, buy your second home, you know. Um, buy a rental property, but I was—I mean, it does make sense, you know. I'm—we're very fortunate to have a home uh, where our kids can grow up in a decent neighborhood. So there is perks to it. I'm not saying it's don't buy a house. I'm just letting you know up front, uh, economically speaking, financial terms, your house is not an asset. It's a liability that people think is an asset because you build up equity in your home. And if you think your house is an asset, quit making the payments. See what kind of letters you get from the bank. They'll remind you real quick whose house it is. Houses were built for the banks. They weren't built for people to live in and, like, gain wealth, even though you can. But I'm but just trying to differentiate between the two. I'm not saying don't buy a home. I'm encouraging you to buy one, actually, because there are programs where you don't have to come up with money out of pocket. Um, so my friends in California, New York, Chicago – People who are getting crushed and they're like, damn, how can I afford this down payment? Um, there are programs in place where you do not have to come up with money. Just know that. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that because they don't take the time to research. But I feel like that's also the importance of figuring out other side hustles to have, yeah. multiple streams of income. You don't have to have seven all at once, but just developing one at a time because mm -hmm. it just helps with your DPI. Or like what me and Zach did last year, brilliant idea, tax lien auction. You know, we found uh, there was a bunch of houses for sale that people did not pay their taxes on. We bought the lien, so we own the lien on those parcels of land or on the property. And then um, one year expires, like, you know, the, we pay an attorney, they do the title search. They don't redeem the property back. 
we own those properties free and clear without the mortgage. All we have to pay are the property taxes on it a year. You know, so that's another way with if you have a hard barrier to entry is tax lien auctions. And it's worked out really good for me and Zach so far. Yeah, and I think no matter if it's the housing market or investing in stocks or getting a business going or working on your career, it's definitely a long um, playing the long game is is never a, is never a bad thing. So it, it yeah. always seems like no matter what you're working on, um, having having a long playing the long game is always beneficial. It seems like. Yeah, definitely. Like one thing I would tell Katie is when we make our investment decisions, I don't make them on the next day or the next month, the next. I'm thinking 30 to 50 years down the line. What is this going to be worth 30 to 50 years in the future? Um, and if, you, like Zach said, if you think that long-term approach, you're not going to be exact with your figures, but you're not going to be way off base either. You know. Um, what's another big problem? Student loan debt. Zach, do you have anything for that for people who are bogged down by student loans? Um, yeah, student loans are a bitch and a half. Yeah, school is obsolete. But. Yeah, but, um, uh, I would just say, um, there are, there are a lot of ways you can, you can get your student loan taken care of, and it kind of goes back to, to what we were talking about, where just, Start selling something if you're if you're if you're trying to increase your income and always have always try to be working on several. Um, it doesn't always have to be this is the only way I make money. Um, whether it's working your career or working your job, um, you can always have multiple things going on at the same time. So I I definitely recommend um, having multiple ways that you're you're bringing money in. Yeah, because you never know which one. One might dry up, one might do better than you thought. There are multiple programs I'm sure you mm -hmm. can apply for. and I don't know the exact ones because I was fortunate enough to come out of school without any any loans or any debt. Um, but, you know, especially for anyone looking for a way to monetize their social media or figure out another way to make money on their own terms, network marketing is a really good way to make sales and kind of do it in in the pockets of your day. So network marketing, it, it has a bad rep because people think, you know, it's a pyramid scheme. You have to sign a lot of people up to be successful. But the game has changed a lot over the years. It's not like your typical pampered chef's party that you picture your mom hosting every weekend. And you can do that while you're in college with your friends to help you with your student loan debt. Right. You can, yeah, you can be uh, doing anything. You could be a lawyer or a college student and still be successful at network marketing, and it's the industry that creates the most millionaires because it has uncapped earning potential. So if you have student loan debt and you need, you know, 
a job with a lot of flexibility with, you know, the potential for serious upside. It's not going to be easy. But it's worked out for, you know, Katie. She stuck with it for fuck three years and some change, and we're getting a free trip to Vegas now, you know, courtesy of her business. So that's cool. So if you guys are willing to grind and put it in, like, yeah, there is a, a lot of insurmountable objects, you know, the conflicts happening across the world. Here in America, we got, you know, social strife and, you know, then we got student loan debt and the housing market, rapid inflation, and gas prices are $5 a gallon in California. You know, all of these things, you know, they've happened before. Um, but, you know, really, it just depends on your mindset and understanding whatever's happening out there. It really doesn't matter what's happening within you. Your conscientious decisions on a day-to-day -day basis are going to determine the quality and the condition of your life. And so with that being said, this is a good place to start. And this is a good place to end this episode. We appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful week. Stay blessed. Stay strong. Go Ukraine. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you for listening. <laughs>